0: Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Happy Tuesday to you guys. Terrible, terrible Tuesday. Just kidding. <laughs> How many of you are like super fed up with just crappy news in general? Yeah, exactly. So I was just telling someone today that during crazy, crazy times, I have to turned to things that just bring beauty, beauty, beauty my way. What do you do to take the load off and really attune this ugly world that we're living in right now, this highly contentious world we live in right now, politically speaking. What are you doing to uh, preserve your sanity, to preserve your soul? What are you doing? I'd love to know. You can sound off on my open mic feature at MonicaMatthews.com. You can also send an email my way. You can sign up for my newsletters at MonicaMatthews.com as well. Monica at MonicaMatthews.com. I'd love to know how you are coping. And there's a lot of coping going on. Coping is an interesting term. It's usually what we do in times of crisis. Traumatic moments in life, I'd say. The country is clearly in a traumatic moment. This might surprise you. New ABC poll, Washington Post poll, shows a substantial shift in how Americans view issues of racial justice 63% of Americans support the Black Lives Matter movement. And a record 69%, the most by far in 32 years of polling, say black people and other minorities are denied equal treatment in the criminal justice uh, systems. So I'm curious. Are you one of those people? That should concern you that sixty three percent of people polled. Of course, this is an ABC News slash Washington Post poll, almost as good as the New York Times. But I uh, will get to them in a minute with regard to my colleague um, Tucker Carlson and others, sexual harassment and all that mess. But um, not that the poll is trustworthy. But I'm I'm curious as to exactly what. Like, how was that poll worded exactly? Like, was it, hey, do you believe all lives matter? Do you believe that Black Lives Matter? Well, duh, most of us, not polled, would say, of course. But I'm curious because whenever you go and read the proclamation slash manifesto on the blacklivesmatter.com, it should concern you. It is concerning on every level, and it's a global movement of communism. It's, it's Marxism. It, it is every form of ism uh, you can imagine, and someone asked me today in a very interesting meeting I've been in all afternoon with a uh, candidate here in the state of Georgia running for a house district. Brilliant, brilliant young woman. And we'll talk more about her in another show and I'll have her on with me as well. Apps positively brilliant. Um, love her. She's the perfect candidate. She's got a lot of drive. She's just ready to kick ass. Like she's bring on my opponent. Like I know my issues and you know, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm a, I was running for the appellate court. Like I know my stuff. Like I'm tired of seeing, you know, criminal justice reform, just be cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Like, you know, let's take our country back. Let's take our city back, and uh, you know, let's use the rule of law to do so and support our law enforcement officers. I mean, she's just an ass kicker. She's awesome, and I and she's and she's confident. You would be surprised how many candidates are just not that confident. They're running because someone else told them to run. They're not even sure they can win, but they're dialing for dollars. And you know, God bless them for even getting on the field. But I love to meet a fighter. I love to meet someone who knows that they know, they know, they know. They know their material. They know they can represent you well. They know they'll make an ass-kicking legislator, which we need. Some of you don't feel like we need more attorneys in our state legislatures, and part of me agrees with you. The other part understands how a lot of that sausage-making goes, and I do believe that it is important to have people of the legal persuasion uh, in your state legislatures for a number of reasons. Okay, so back to we were talking about the manifesto, and she said, I'm constantly surprised by how many people actually ascribe to, you know, the Bolshevik type uh, anarchy that they subscribe to in their manifesto. And someone said, you know, why do you think that is? And I said, I, you know, I would imagine the reason why it's so prolific and it's so easy. You know, my form, my late pastor used to say to us with regard to how Satan thinks of us as God's children, you know, you're just so easy. You're so easy. That's what he would say. You're so easy. And uh, we're so easy because many people who are blessed, who are prospering, are healthy, we're almost like survivors with guilt, right? There, there's some type of like spiritual guilt, and there, there are certainly guilt patterns that run through uh, different demographics of society, different uh, ethnicities and cultures for sure, there's a guilt pattern. I told my German relatives the only reason why Angela was able to uh, propagate her craziness with open borders and and my German country looks nothing like it used to look is because people feel guilty. People still feel guilty. That's where we're headed as white Americans in the country of the United States of America. That's why this is easy to pull over, to pull the wool over. Um, the hearts and the minds and the eyes, otherwise sober eyes of American citizens, that's why Black Lives Matter is working. That's why I walk through an affluent area of town and see Black Lives Matter signs, you know, in front of uh, houses filled with, with white yuppies because they really do believe there's something to apologize for. They have bought into the narrative that you don't deserve what you've sought what you have pursued what you've worked for i know that's really hard for a lot of us sober-minded people to understand but i think it's important that we understand it's not a naivete it is a legitimate source of guilt for some people that they're prospering and so it makes them feel better some type of you know high the, the, the the moral high ground if you will Somehow guilt has convinced people that they are morally superior if they just feel like crap about themselves and about our country and about our freedom and about our way of life. And, you know, it's crazy making. Speaking of crazy, this is happening to my colleague, Tucker Carlson, and uh, America's leading sweetheart at the moment uh, for for conservative truth being shared on the airwaves, which is rapidly... uh, you know, being harnessed by the left, and uh, our voices are being sought after ad nauseum. Uh, But check this out.
1: Since this show began almost four years ago, I've really tried not to talk about myself on the air or even use the first person pronoun. The last thing this country needs is more narcissism. It's not very interesting anyway. People who use the word I a lot tend to bore everyone but themselves. But tonight we're gonna make an exception to that rule. We don't have much choice. Last week, the New York Times began working on a story about where my family and I live. As a matter of journalism, there is no conceivable justification for a story like that. The paper is not alleging we've done anything wrong, and we haven't. We pay our taxes, we like our neighbors, we've never had a dispute with anyone. So why is the New York Times doing a story on the location of my family's house? Well, you know why, to hurt us to injure my wife and kids so that I will shut up and stop disagreeing with them. They believe in force. We've learned that. Two years ago, a left-wing journalist publicized our home address in Washington. A group of screaming Antifa lunatics showed up while I was at work. They vandalized our home. They threatened my wife. She called 911 while hiding in a closet. A few weeks later, they showed up again at our house. For the next year, they sent letters to our home threatening to kill us. We tried to ignore it. It felt cowardly to sell our home and leave. We raised our kids there in the neighborhood, and we loved it. But in the end, that's what we did. We... Okay.
0: Some of you don't believe this is true. Some of you don't believe that people can live on this level of wickedness, and I'm here to tell you that they can. Nothing is sacred, including lives, including safety. I have dealt with this on a number of occasions. Uh, Just recently, actually, um, had a spat with a local uh, media personality here in the Atlanta City area, happens to be on an affiliate station of the station I was employed by prior to, I was let go prior to the incident that we had on Twitter. And because of her following and because she targeted me as being a racist, I had death threats. I had someone hack my uh, website. I had harassment of my family. Uh, I They attempt to cancel you and your profession, your professional life. There are false accusations that come forward. Uh, the legal community was brought into this. I had a, a district attorney of a, a county district attorney who came after me uh, reporting that, and on social media, very openly, brazenly, stating that I was hiding behind my black family to cover up my uh, overt racism. So I can tell you firsthand that this is a thing. It is a reality for conservative voices. I, I, I can tell you, as far as I know, it's not a reality for people on the left because most people on the right don't stoop to this level. For me personally, if I see anyone on my social media platforms encourage others to show up and dox people or show up at their house or their work or take them out, I immediately put a stop to that. I will report you myself if you are one of my followers. And that's the level of indecency and criminal activity that you resort to. I in no way, shape, or form will tolerate that if I see it if it's brought to my attention, I will report you myself. I just don't play by those rules. It's unnecessary. It's criminal. It's disgusting. So I don't know where we draw the line with all of that. When you have your own AG in Missouri suing a couple for, charging a couple, rather, uh, with, with, with felony charges for defending their own lives and their own property, you got to stop and wonder who's funding all of this. This name was brought up several times today in my meeting, uh, a name that is, is 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 no stranger to most of you, although some of you still see him as the boogeyman. Uh, George Soros is, in fact, pumping millions, hundreds of millions of dollars into campaigns around the country. So, uh, w- when people feel um, protected and brazen. As I often say about my local leadership here in the city of Atlanta, um, w- when they are in full-blown socialist anarchy mode, you have to look to the dollars. You always have to follow the money trail. Um, with anyone on, on either side of the aisle also made the case today that I do think we are long past due for, uh, for campaign finance reform as well as uh, term limits. Remember, I remember, you know, I'm old enough to remember whenever candidates who would run on term limits were the ones who sounded a little cuckoo, right? It's, it's something that the grassroots people want to hear, but most people don't give two hoots about term limits, even though they shout it from the rooftops that they do. Um, if, it's, if it's someone actually on the ballot regarding term limits, you'll find that they, they just cannot get a leg up. I think we've actually turned the corner on that. I think most of you see that 30 years in, in the United States Congress is just a little too much. It's a little too much power to have, a little too much money to have been made, a little too much on the take. It's just a little too much. So I think we've finally gotten our full. You know, many times in the Bible, God allowed his people to get into things and and to stay in them uh, for no other reason other than to learn that, you know, the fire really is hot if you touch it. You really don't want a king. You really don't want to ascribe to throwing your children to the volcano gods. It's not going to work out well for you. You really do not want to be a stiff-necked people. You really do want to enter into your rest and not roam the desert for 40 years. You don't want to do it like other people do. I'm a good father. I'm a good creator. So I'm telling you not to do certain things. But if that's what you want and you want to be slaves for 400 years... Here you go. You want to be like them? You want a king? You want to be like the other people in the earth? You got it. It never worked out well for us. It still doesn't work out well for us. With regard to the uh, ongoing battle between the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, my governor, and the mayor of the city of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, the darling of CNN, and every rogue... Um, far left wing nut organization. Um, as you guys know, the governor has sued the mayor along with the Atlanta City Council. Apparently, two judges have recused themselves, uh, and the case will now have to be reassigned. Uh, so this case will not go forward until we can find a uh, a judge. Who will actually take the case on? Now, this is interesting. You have a group of cities who have now come together to insist that the governor is going too far to try to stop them from their own mask mandates. He says that um. He says that he uh that you know in, in he the governor contends that this is about leaving the economy open allowing people to make their own decisions as, as businesses, which, you know, he's he has done since the beginning of all of this. But now you have the Georgia Municipal Association getting involved, saying that the governor may be exceeding his constitutional authority. Again, you know, I got to tell you, this is like whenever your kids come to you, right? Like, let's say you have more than one kid and they come to you and they like get together in the middle of the night and they just decide that there's going to be a coup against mom and dad or at least one of them's going to state their case and the other one's going to be the, you know, the cheerleading section. And they come to you thinking, you know, hey, we, we got this. Like, you guys are usurping your authority. Again, dealing with a spirit of rebellion. Um, I'm just shocked by how many people really don't understand who... Like the like the role of hierarchy with regard to government. I mean, it's truly astounding. It's like, did we all just miss Civics 101? I think so. And these are adults. Where are the adults in the room? I mean, that's a viable question in this day and age. So now you've got an entire association, which is nothing new, uh, rallying against the governor say, stating that he is usurping his constitutional authority. I'm like, let's just let's just take one from the you know from the school books that apparently some of you didn't get or read uh, in alerting you to the fact that the governor's executive order takes precedence over any municipality in the state of Georgia. That just cannot be that difficult to understand. but we are dealing with mayor uh, Black Girl Magic. Yes, absolutely. I want you all to remember that black girl magic is real. That's right. Can you imagine black girl magic is real? Oh, can you imagine a white mayor? No, it really, it it will be a dream come true for the city of Atlanta. One day, a white Republican female mayor or even male or a leprechaun or a dog, I don't care. I mean, anything, yeah, I know. And see, that gets me in trouble with some people. But I come from the city of, um, you know, black politics equaling hashtags such as keep Atlanta black. I mean, this is the crap that my city has been steeped in for the past umpteen generations where everything is about skin color. Speaking of, I'm not sure if you guys caught the segment on Tucker Carlson. Uh, well, since we went there, I may as well go there. Uh, Yes, it is true that uh, there are several colleagues within the Fox Empire, males, along with Ed Henry, Sean Hannity, and now Tucker Carlson, who have been named in some crazy uh, sex harassment scandal. Who knows? Here's my concern about that. Fox News has become so sensitive to even the hint, the, the, just a whiff of any form of impropriety on behalf of males within their structure, that they're willing to take anyone out at the slightest accusation. I'm not sure exactly what point they're trying to make. I realize they've had a historical culture of this kind of craziness and sexual bullying on behalf of their previous, who's now dead, leadership. Uh, and, and I understand wanting to rally around your female um, you know, uh, employees, I'm one of them, I get it. Um, but but this, this, some things are just so obvious. My concern is the same that it was for Mr. Henry. Um, and Again, and the same as it is for our police officers and the same as it is for you if you're holding a weapon out in front of your house trying to protect yourself from a mob of crazed and angry lunatics who have threatened to murder your dog and rape your wife and, you know, take your stuff um, for the risk sake of Black Lives Matter. But it's, it's the same as the lawlessness running through the land now is that the mere accusation of it, the mere hint of it is enough to just execute and cancel someone's entire career and life. And that's what we're dealing with now. Another accusation coming from a left-wing nut um, who was a contributor uh, as recent as two years ago on Tucker show, on Fox News, um, actually mainly on Sean's show. Um, saying that there was a matter of impropriety that she was offered money, that she was thrown up against the wall, that she was raped. I mean, Chris, just stuff where you know. And listen, you're talking with someone who has experience with things of this nature personally. Um, and I, I, I wasn't jumping up and down for Christine uh, Blasey Ford either, and not because I'm a conservative, but because I have been a victim. So, um, and in and, and there, there's a. Yeah, the, there there are there's just behavior and conduct of an actual victim that wasn't adding up with that whole craziness and now we know that it was in fact crazy. You know, God bless him, Uncle Joe, where's his accuser now? Where's Tara Reed? There's a hashtag. Where's Tara Reed? Where did Tara go? I mean, it's the moment she said that she stood with Christine Blasey Ford, I thought to myself, yeah, well, that's good. <laughs> um, I'm out. So whether her claim is frivolous or not, the fact that you would stand with a with a known liar who nearly took down um, a Supreme Court justice prior to him becoming, a, you know, a, in in the vetting process, um, you know, says all I need to know about your character. Someone who was proven to be um, a liar in the end. Oh. This is the craziness in which we live. So if you guys are wondering how the left would, you know, take someone like Tucker Carlson off the air, this this is how they would do it, sadly. I've got all kinds of bells and whistles going on over here on my computer and my new system and all this good stuff. So that's what's happening in the city of Atlanta. Uh, we'll see how this turns out. But it seems like now the governor's, you know, got to, Uh, a a gang-style rodeo going on with the municipalities. But again, I want to encourage you business leaders and business owners, industry leaders, if you're within the city of Atlanta, even if you're not, and whatever's happening in the Beehive, I always tell you guys, is affecting your businesses. Please contact AG's office as well as the governor's office and let them know that you would like to be a part of the conversation and you would like to have your voice represented. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware Of uh uh, of the case of the judge, um, and her um her son who was murdered over the weekend, uh, along with uh, her husband who was shot. But she was a a federal judge um, in New Jersey, and um, the the, what's interesting about this is that Esther Salas uh, is someone who was um who was handling a case regarding Jeffrey. Epstein and and crew um, what what they want you would what, what your mainstream media news outlets want you to believe is that the lone gunman who was dressed in a FedEx delivery man uniform um, killed himself by virtue of shooting himself in the back of the head not once but twice not sure how you pull that off and I'm sure you aren't either um, because it's it's an impossibility but that's what they want you to believe. So someone has suggested to me that now what you're seeing, speaking of doxing, speaking of what Tucker was talking about at the top of the show, um, what you're seeing through the Obama administration, just kind of an unveiling of people who are now and who have been uh, responsible for uh, pulling the covers back on really bad actors throughout his administration who are now being uncovered. Um, who are now being revealed. And so you're probably going to start to see a lot more of this behavior. I mean, I hate to say it and I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I really do believe, or, you know, a chicken little, but I do believe you're going to see, you're, you will begin to see more people doxed. You'll, you'll begin to see this type of behavior more often. So very important to uh, pay attention. Pay attention to pray for people, cover people, Just understand that they're, you know, if it seems like it's just too good to be true, for instance, someone successfully shooting themselves, not once, but twice in the back of the head, then it probably is. So, hey, with regard to the vaccinations, (laughs) I want to ask you something in closing today. There are two potential vaccines against the virus from Oxford University and the Chinese company, CanSino. They've triggered immune responses in hundreds of humans without dangerous side effects. According to two studies in the British medical journal, The Lancet, they're the most promising indication yet of progress toward a vaccine. Now, I... I'm not even buying a sweater from China at this point. So what are the chances of me taking a vaccine that was built in partnership with anyone from China where this madness began? Can you does that make any sense to you at all? Where are you on that? Are you willing to take a vaccine and are you willing to take one from the, from the nation that unleashed this beast into the world. And do you believe that cases are up in as much as people say they are? Do you believe that the villages is testing positive? You know, I just had lunch with someone today who said that a bunch of buddies that he plays golf, that he played golf with uh, someone in their family uh, tested positive for COVID-19 and so one of their buddies you know went and he was tested and it came back positive and they're like oh crap great we weren't exactly playing golf with masks and now we've all got it too and then he went back and took another test for whatever reason I, I think it was mandatory of his insurance policy or something um, and it was negative so I want to ask you something what's up with all of the false positives and are you really still buying this crap that we are back at pandemic levels again? Where are they in the hospitals? Are the ventilators being utilized? Are the hospital beds being utilized? There's been so much crap reported around this entire virus. I don't know how you're believing anything. I know I'm not. I absolutely believe this is a sham shamdemic. And do I believe people have died from complications of something called COVID-19 that uh, otherwise they, had they not contracted? Um, do I believe there's such a thing as COVID-19? Absolutely. Do I believe it was created in a laboratory and there's a patent on it? Absolutely. Do I believe there is a conspiracy behind all of this? And the fact that now we're all supposed to be vaccinated with something that no one has, has spent any amount of time with trials and, And, you know, not to mention we already know what their binding agents do that are in these vaccinations. You know, absolutely, I believe that there is positively a level of, quote, conspiracy. I mean, is it a conspiracy, though, if it's actually happening? I mean, that's a viable question, isn't it? Is it a conspiracy if it's actually occurring? So how is it that family members are testing positive in one test and negative in another? For all of you attending the Republican National Convention who are planning on testing, there's mandatory testing for you and guests, and de- for delegates and guests alike. There's mandatory testing in order to, um, in order to show up in Jacksonville, Florida, you know, to to celebrate President Trump being the nation—I mean, the the nominee of the uh, Republican Party. Um, many of you and I've suggested this, and I hope that leadership really listens to what I'm saying. The same day you submit your test that's being shipped to you on behalf of the RNC, that same day that you take that test, you need to find a drive-through test facility in the state of Georgia and take a test or at least do one from your home. Take a screenshot of it. Make sure it's completely legit that you have done two tests in the same day and and watch to see what the results are. What are you going to do if they're varying results? I'm just shocked that people are still this naive this far along in the process. I mean, it just makes you question I don't know, it makes it makes me question everything. So I began the show with what do you do to take a load off? I personally get my hands in some dirt and around some flowers in my garden. I am drawn to beautiful peaceful things as the uglier the world gets. So I'm curious. What are you drawn to? If you can't go to a music concert without being reminded with a mask on that we are in the middle of a sham demic, what do you do? What is it that you're doing to tap into the more beautiful and innocent side of life, to the peaceful side of life? What are your practices? Sound off on my website, on my open mic feature. You are welcome to do so at Monica Matthews dot com you can also sign up for my newsletters there as well ship me over an email monica at monicamatthews.com monica on your talk on twitter, itunes and stitcher and a multitude of other download mediums but I'm curious what are you guys doing to take load off what do you believe, who do you believe what would you do if you were doxxed what in the world crazy times, I love you guys be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror thank you for sharing my work by the way remember if you're an american i need you to act like one i guess you got what you came for